Hey, it's Happy Hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy Hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's NewOrleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know, however, is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you. Because that's New Orleans and this is Happy Hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar, today we're at the fabulous Wayfair on Ferret Street where I have a bunch of people sitting around the table staring at their phone just like in real life because we're trying to figure out how to get this onto Facebook Live. So if you're friends with any of these people so sitting true. around this table, you got it. Catherine yeah. Rose Wood has got it figured out. It's good to see you back here again, you Catherine. You too. Always a pleasure. It's great to have you back. And you brought Michaela Braun with you this time. Yeah. Who hasn't been on she the really show for weeks She really was the one who orchestrated now. this this time. You so. put this together, Michaela. It's a dual effort. <laughs> we haven't seen you, Michaela, for, I don't know, weeks now. <laughs> weeks. You've been on the show, I don't know how many times, three or four times? I don't know. This a is lot. like a... It's a You're soft like a, spot in my heart. Yeah, for this. we love having you. And you've been, Catherine, you were on just recently as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple months ago. Yeah. So, so you know. guys are, are having a joint, some sort of joint gig because you're both musicians and you're both singer songwriters. Yes. So we wouldn't normally have you on both at the same time, but no. you scammed up some idea of having a joint <laughs> record release party. That's concert. exactly what we're doing. And yeah. Ross Carpelman comes on the show once every year. I am. He's well, more like a, sort of an annual guest. Yeah, more of an annual guest. Or once a year, whichever comes first. Or, you're right. Right. And, and the reason you know, Ross yeah. is here beca- is because he is the uh, co-founder of the House of Shock. House of Shock. Cool. Yes. So, so we like to celebrate uh, Halloween once a year. With, uh, with someone who plays the part of Satan, for real. I've done it, and I'll do it again. Are you Satan this year again? I am 100%. Well, yeah, Satan-ish. 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 Can you be kind of Satan-ish? I think you can be kind of Satan-ish, yeah. What's sure. your character called? Uh, Lord Belial. Lord Belial, Lord that's Belial. right. And Lord Belial, was he Satan in real life? And whatever the Greek mythology or whatever nah, that was? Who the hell knows? It's all well, you ought to know that. I should, but I'm. You don't know that. Uh, why would I know? Was the lie was the, the the horse the horse that ate hay? My kingdom for a horse. Was that? Was that, huh? <laughs> is that what who it was? was the, who was the evil devil that ate hay? That was that. <laughs> no idea. I, I just read something about those. And darling, Darla James is here as well. Yeah. Can we call you darling, or should we call you Darla? You can call me darling if you're nice, Miss James, if you're nasty. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, we're, we're all nice, so I, I like darling. Mm. Okay, so I'll allow it. Did you, uh, <laughs> were you called darling as a child, or you just no. came up with that later when you became a burlesque dancer? Uh, well, when I named myself, I really wanted to pick something that could either be a child star or a porn star. Mm-hmm. Really wanted the best Not of a, both of those You didn't want to be a child porn star, which would be No, that would, would be, be weird. Diff- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would your child star be? Well, I modeled it all after Darla from The Little Rascals. Oh, okay. Is that your real name? No. Okay. Is James your real name? No. Is Darling your real no. name? So you're a total fake, the whole so thing. Absolutely. Okay. Nothing about me is real. Well, who knows your real name? My mom. Okay. And what and does she think about you being a dancer? My mom and people who write checks to me. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> okay. So you, ha- you can't open a checking account. Can't you open a checking account under Darling Dollar James if that's your stage name? Uh, you could open up an LLC bank account. You can also do like a budget-friendly name change where you can get a bank account in whatever name. Budget-friendly name change. Yeah. That's I've what never I like heard to call it. I'm change. not sure what the legal term oh, for it is. Oh, you made that is, up. Okay. But it exists. What is it? It's a 
bank account under a fake name. It's not a fake name. Like you, you legally get a name change, and it allows you to open up a credit, okay, a line of credit okay. or a bank account. So, so you can call, so you could call yourself Belial, for example, Ross at the I bank. Suppose, I suppose I could, and would probably have better credit as Belial. People <laughs> <laughs> would, would be scared to refuse you, <laughs> right, right, alone if you're called that. So, how long have you been dancing for, darling? Um, well, I was doing competitive gymnastics until I was about nine, and then I started getting into traditional circus-style hula hoops through my teenage years into my 20s, and then at one point in time I was like, how can I be a full-time entertainer without being a real stripper? And then one day, lo and behold, I saw a Facebook ad for New Orleans School of Burlesque Tassel Twirling Workshop, and I was like, well, that'll be a good dumb skill to have at parties. And I so went, and I had the best time. And I've did been you learn training. how to do it? I did. Can you um, do it right now? I don't have any tassels with me. You didn't me. bring them with you? I didn't. I'm sorry. Because that would be a damn I'm good... I'm dropping the ball That's a good here. show, right? Yeah. <laughs> so what does that entail? That entails sticking things on your nipples. Yes. And learning to twirl them. Yes. Independently? Well, they both go the same direction. Well, you can make them go in opposite directions. Oh, wow. Or you could do one at a time. What? Yeah, it's pretty how? magical. Yes. I'm like, I'm just... I'm trying to think of how you make We that teach this class at the New Orleans School of Burlesque. So now you Good teach? Good plug here. Now you teach yes, nipple twisting teach. or whatever. I've been full-time in burlesque in New Orleans for the last five years, and I've been teaching at the school for two. Okay, so you teach other girls, women now, how to rotate their breasts in opposite directions. <laughs> yes, among other things. Could you possibly describe even how <laughs> that's possible? But the easiest way to do it is to just jump. Jump. Kind of bounce a little. Yeah, but how do you make your breasts go in? Okay, so Catherine, magic trick. If you put your arms <laughs> up and you jump, your tassels would twirl in. If you put your arms down and you jump, your tassels will twirl out. Okay, and then if you put what about that? One arm up ah. and one arm down. No way. They'll go in opposite ah. directions. I've literally Mad always alive. wondered about that. I'm not kidding. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> it's kept me up at night as well, wondering how do I get my tits to go in different directions. How did someone figure that out, I wonder? Magic. It is magic. Someone got bored. And now, what, like did you think when you, what did you think when you first heard that, though, when you first did it? It must have been a great feeling of accomplishment. You know, the first class I went to was taught by Bella Blue at the school when they were still in the Crescent Lotus location, and I showed up with zero expectations, and it was a room of probably 20 other women who also had never been to a class before. We all put on pasties, we all put on glitter for confidence, and then we all just kind of like sat in front of the mirror and jumped up and down for a while. Okay. <laughs> and everybody got it. And it was a really magical, fun experience. Yeah, that must be amazing. Because guys don't have a similar thing, do we, Ross? Well, I do. I, what do you do? You've been to burlesque <laughs> school? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no school for guys that you could go and have this sort of bonding experience with other I'm guys. I'm so sorry to say that there are. What is there? I don't know. Something. I would imagine you can put tassels on your balls and jump up and down. <laughs> Well, you, you, can. Are, you, <laughs> you can. You can. See, it it's been balanced. Is that right? And the same thing will happen as one testicle will go one direction if you have your arm. Should we try that out? I mean, I'm game. Definitely seen dick tassels. Happen. Dick tassels. Yeah. That is a great <laughs> r name right there. Dick tassels. Yeah, that would be a good Welcome name for your strip. That's my new band. Uh, I need to add that to the house. The dick tassels. Well, I was going to say, you know something about dressing up and going on stage. I do. I've you've been in a lot of wacky bands where oh. people have dressed up. What are some of the bands you've been in? Well, uh, I've worked with a lot of bands more than right. been in a lot of bands. 
Uh, I was in a band called Christ Inversion. Christ Inversion. Christ Inversion. Dick Tassel's in the Christ Inversion. Christ <laughs> I like that already. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, what it was. We put out two records, and it was like during the black metal thing and all that stuff that was going on. Uh, I was in a band called The Mystic Crew of Clearlight, which is right. probably the only band that I'm proud of. That was the one I know, actually. <laughs> yeah. That's the only one that was any good? Uh, in my opinion, it was the only one that I liked. Uh, C-Rock might be able to find some music from Christ Inversion, maybe. Yes. Oh, okay. Lord. I'd love I'm, to hear Christ Inversion. I'm not sure anyone <laughs> wants great, to hear it. <laughs> was, was, was the cover of the record with Jesus upside down on the cross or anything? Uh, well, it was actually two. It was an upside down cross and then a, another right set up cross that kind of intersected that was the okay number. yeah so good stuff you know um christ inversion yeah yeah so we put out a, a record on phillips housecore phillip was in the band from uh, pantera and uh he was playing guitar and uh i did the keys so this is phil anselmo yes sir so phil anselmo was the key to all these he was a key to a lot of them. He w- w- not missed the crew of Clear Light. That was me and uh, some of the guys from Down and other and Down bands. is a big deal band Down's as well. Down's a big deal as well. And I've played on uh, a couple of their records. And I've done, uh, I've done stuff with Crowbar with, you know, basically every metal band. I mean, it's, I think we've said this before. I'm the, I'm the only uh, go-to metal keyboardist. You know, in New Orleans. In the three-state area. Yeah. I'm trying to picture what, like, metal keyboard. What does that sound like? What does that involve? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, it involves presets and then me pressing a key that is usually in the same tonality of what the song is in. Okay. Beyond that, I don't really know what what I do. Okay. <laughs> can you play the piano? Like, can you? No, no. Can you play I, the piano at the party? Like, so. for happy birthday? Uh, maybe a happy birthday. But I would have to sound have to it, work out. it out. Yeah, I'd have yeah. to work it out. Get some practicing on it. So, do you call yourself a musician? No, I call myself. See, this uh, is the first word here. This Ross is musician. A musician. <laughs> well, you asked me if I call myself a musician, and the answer is no. Other people have called me a musician, but right. uh, so what do you I, call yourself? Entrepreneur? I call myself um, a large Jewish man that uh, has had a lot of luck. <laughs> <laughs> you are you are pretty large, but you're not as large as you used to be. I'm You're not, still pretty big. Right? I'm still a large man, yeah. And um, how much do you weigh? Uh, well, I've lost about twenty pounds, so okay. I'm probably about three thirty. Three thirty. Yeah. And see so what happened to you? Because the last time I talked to you, well, I didn't talk to you. This is all on Facebook or email or something. It was in was the hospital. You were in the hospital. This is up to like yesterday. Yeah, I got out a couple of days ago. I still have uh, some what? more wounds here. Um, so tell us all about it. it would you really like exciting. to hear about my it kidneys? Very, it's a kidney problem. Kidneys. Uh, I had an infection in my kidneys, and I still do. So uh, no one drank my pee. Um, Other than that, is it contagious? No, it's not okay. contagious. Can we make out with you? You probably could. I oh, mean, that's an exciting development right well, there. Well, there we go. But would I catch I anything? To do. I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. Okay, so it's a kidney infection? It's a kidney infection. i got to be on uh, IV antibiotics for the next 10 days to get the... Uh, IV antibiotics? Yeah, so well, I have a that? port oh, right shit, here. Really? That thing here yeah. on your arm is like a... It's right, going into my vein. Right. So we could stick anything in there. <laughs> what have we got? What are you drinking? What though? are we drinking? <laughs> well, it sounds like that will get negate the syringe. effects of your antibiotics. Well, Maybe we should stay it away might. from the alcohol. No. Well, ha- are you drinking alcohol today? <laughs> no. Uh, I'm not allowed to. No. What are you drinking, Tal? Tequila. Tequila. Can we tip it in? We could. 
I don't want to, but yeah. I'll do whatever we got to do. All right. I would love to shoot. The show must go on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you could shoot that tequila right into your. If we had the correct uh, hookup syringe thing. Uh, somebody yes. here is an intravenous drug user for sure. I'm sure a lot At of Wayfair. Yeah. One, of our, one of our crew over. Thomas. You're an intravenous drug? C Rock. Well, no, one, no one here uses wow. drugs. No one's going to admit that they're intravenous drug users. Somebody is, though, for sure. I know. What's the burlesque world like when it comes to intravenous drug use? Is there a lot of it? Uh, not that I'm aware of. So it's not like the same as a stripping No, world. I mean, unless someone's like intravenously injecting glitter into themselves, <laughs> I don't really that think there's a ton of it happening. What, did, what made you decide to become a, a burlesque dancer, not a stripper? What was the... Uh, well... Why didn't you want to be a stripper? Stripping, so there's a lot of differences between traditional style club tripping, stripping and burlesque. The and main tripping one, as well, which is a good and Freudian. Yeah, that one's yeah. way out there. Um, <laughs> there's the, differences between stripping and burlesque. Absolutely. Okay, what other differences? That the best think? way that I've ever heard it put was club stripping is you're allowing someone to portray their fantasy onto you. Mm. Burlesque, you are putting your fantasy out into the audience. And there's a whole ton of emotional work that happens when you're a club dancer. Like you're, you have to make someone like you in 30 seconds enough to spend a few hundred dollars of When you money say for your like, time. what does that actually mean? It means they have to want to hang out with you. Do they? Yeah. They don't want to have a fantasy about fucking you or anything? No, but they have to want to do that no. within 30 seconds with the competition of a hundred other girls on the floor. So you have right? to be able to connect with them immediately. But are you trying to get a guy to want to have sex with you is what I'm saying. Is that I mean, no, no strippers having sex with No, 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 clients. but that's the fantasy that you're, the guy is putting onto you, right? Sure. It is. So that's the difference. No, I wouldn't say that would be the primary difference. I'm saying um, it's a petri dish of, of people just coming in and you being whatever it is that they want you to be versus when you're on stage at burlesque, you are presenting like a, a thought-provoking, choreographed number right. into an audience and you know, you're making them feel good for five minutes or whatever. But isn't burlesque just stripping... Oh, burlesque is back, absolutely back a few hundred years. Yes. I mean, isn't that what stripping was? Burlesque before is the we went off the rails. Here? Mom of strip clubs, the same way that pinup is the mom of pornography. Yeah. So you are a stripper, except you're a stripper in 1950 or 40 instead of a stripper in 2017. I like to call it uh, stripper light. Stripper light. <laughs> Do you really retro, say that? Retro stripping. Yeah, retro <laughs> stripping. <laughs> That's good. That's uh, a good title too. It is like the babyest version of sex work that there is. Right. But do you think of it as sex work? Absolutely. Oh, you do? Really? So why wouldn't you just want to go all the way and be a club stripper? There's still a lot of emotional effort that you have to put in. Um, it is very taxing on the body to be dancing oh, yeah. in, you know, eight-inch heels for four to eight hours. And then you okay. constantly have to have the same conversation over and over oh, and over God. again with people. Hi, what's your name? I'm Candy. Uh, where are you from? What are you doing? Here oh, that's today? part of the gig. Like, constantly, over and over and over again. So it's so not you just, uh, you're not just a dancer if you're a stripper. Mm -mm. No, Whereas you're if you're a burlesque artist, you're just dancing only. So much emotional labor goes into club stripping that's not really there for burlesque. Well, you've obviously thought about it, mm -hmm. being a stripper. It's crossed your mind. I mean, you must make a lot more money as a stripper, I guess. Oh, absolutely. There's a really funny thing we say where the main difference between being a club stripper and a burlesque dancer is about $900 a night. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So what are you making tonight? About a hundred bucks? Uh, I'm not working tonight, so I'm making right. absolutely nothing. Nothing. <laughs> How often do you work? Uh, I work weekly, about Wednesday through Saturday, Sunday sometimes. Right. At various burlesque shows around yeah. town. Variety of things, private events. Um, I also do a lot of costume work, so on what, nights that What I'm is costume not. work? I make costumes <sighs> for a lot of the other dancers around the country. Oh, so um, you're handy. Yes, I'm very good. You can sew. Yes, I make all my own costumes as well. So is burlesque like as big? It seems like New Orleans has like a million different burlesque groups and shows. Is it as big around the country or is it mostly here in New Orleans? I would say the three biggest burlesque meccas in the U.S. would be New York, Chicago, and New Orleans. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, because it's also the murders are big in Chicago exactly. and New Orleans. Yeah, they're totally related. You think so? <laughs> Taking your clothes off makes other people want to kill other people. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny know. if there was some sort of causal connection. What was the first? New York is the first one. Yeah. yeah. I think the murder rate's gone down in New York as far as I know recently. Unfortunately. So that's the end of that theory. Are we winning? Are the we winning? I think. Are we? Yeah. yeah, I think we're number one. Hey, who's texting you? Angie Z is texting what me. She's, she's been on the show before. She huh? has. What has she got to say? Anything good? Uh, let's see. Well, Madonna's in. She's a drag queen who works with us often. Wants to go to the West Bank for Wednesdays at the Point. Bella Blue says she has yoga teaching, and I'm here. And Angie Z says she doesn't deserve a day off. So this is a friend of yours who's a drag queen who wants someone to go and get in trouble with tonight. Yes, exactly. And you're not doing it either. Well, I'm here, so I can't. Well, it's only 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Or something. Plenty of time. Oh, I have Ross to pack when I go home. Where are you going? I'm going to Minneapolis tomorrow morning for the burlesque festival and to do Black Hearts Burlesque while I'm there. To do what burlesque? Black Hearts Burlesque. Black it's a big arts. show. A what? Black Hearts. Black Hearts. It's uh, produced by Electrocute in Minneapolis. Um, a big show at Lush. Well, there's a whole world going on out there. Yeah. That, uh, you know, then, I, I wish I was closer to it. And what are you doing tonight? <laughs> you're, you're getting up and being Yeah, we're going to run to our stage show, which uh, unfortunately I'm not going to be in this weekend. I, I missed the first weekend because I was your in the kidney hospital. Disease. Yeah, and, uh, what a fucked up situation that Satan has a kidney. I know. It doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't make sense. Do you think there's such a thing as a god now? I was like, yeah, this is the wrath of God. <laughs> right? <laughs> We waited 25 up, years. It's like, you know, you could have let me know something a little earlier. But, uh, yeah, so I'm, we're going to go run through the stage show with my understudy. Who gets to play the part of you? Um, General Abaddon is going to be himself. He's the other character, and he's just going to kind of... He wasn't going to do it this year. He had retired, but I pulled him back in. What, what's the stage show? Oh, we do a, a, a five- to seven-minute uh, choreographed show with... Uh, live actors and stunts and pyrotechnics, tons of pyrotechnics. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we really got to be on our game and know what, where we're standing and stuff because all those pyrotechnics go off so we can't just be standing anywhere. So we need to know our blocking and all that kind of stuff and that's what we're running through tonight. And that's at the House of Shock? At the House of Shock, okay. That's so cool. So you get to see that as part of your admission fee. Yeah, and that's actually free. You know, that we, that we give you that. You can just come down the street. We got a bar. Come down the street. We got bands playing every night. Uh, we got uh, you know uh, freak show acts, uh, sideshow Matt. I don't know if you know Matt, right? Uh, he's gonna be there. We got Rubber Be Dangerous. We used to have Sin. She she said she performed there uh, herself. You've, you've performed there, I Darling Darling. To be part of the fire the show that was at the House of Shock yeah. a few years ago, which was great. They were really good. And what happened? 
Uh, the troop leader of Singe, Amy, was Singe. suffering. Yeah, that was the name of the <laughs> troop. Uh, she was suffering from really bad back, right? disc problem yeah. in her back, and she has a lot of sciatica pain, and she's since retired. Oh, that would be bad. That's worse mm-hmm. than the kidney disease, even. I have sciatic, too. So you have that I'm as well. Du- I'm well you know health. what's going on. Man, I'm old and fat. Hey, come on. Yeah. Don't be so hard on yourself. Well, I mean, it's the truth. I'm would, you, would you describe him as old and fat, Catherine? I wouldn't say that, but I think you can say whatever you want about yourself. Michaela, so. would you, <laughs> you wouldn't say Would it. you describe Ross yeah. as old and fat? Well, no, I mean, no, I put mean. it this way. Like, I have cancerous moles I've had removed many times, but as a teenager, I used a tanning bed a lot, and right. I would do it, and I'd be like, I'm probably going to skin cancer one day, and, and guess what? too you bad. You know? So when you're like saying, I'm like, yeah, you know, you take responsibility, How you awesome. make the so, choice. Right. So you gave yourself skin cancer, I knowing did. as I a know kid that you were going to get skin cancer. Right. I wonder if you brought that on yourself by willing it. Maybe I did. Maybe. Because I, I've sat out in the sun for thousands of hours and I've n- never thought about it. I've assumed I'm not going to get skin Well, I was going to say, well, how often do you go to a dermatologist? Zero <laughs> times. How often are you yeah, supposed to go? Yeah, no. once a year. And what do they tell you? That's they why I don't go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to know. Yeah. I but I mean, know. you know eventually because it'll affect all of your body and you'll just drop dead one day. So. Yeah, well, that's you what know. I'm planning on. That's yeah. the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> At least that much I know is going to happen. So where where were these cancerous moles of yours, Catherine? Uh, On my back. Yeah, I had a couple on my back have, have, need to have removed. (laughs) But some are removed, some are still there. Have you ever seen them? Do they take Uh, them off and show them to you? It's kind of hard to like... I don't know. Yeah, so how would you notice. know that you had them? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, the doctor knows, right? Oh. So you right, would, but you, you believe everything the doctor says to you? Oh, you've got cancerous moles. I might have to take those off at $1,800. Well, they have to do a biopsy. They look at something and say, this looks kind of irregular. And they do a biopsy and then get the results back from a lab. So And say, mm-hmm. and what happens then? You get a phone call that says, hey, congratulations. So you've got yeah, so we have, you have cancer cells and you need to get those removed. And at this point, I'm like so five times f- in, I'm pretty used to. God. You've had that five times. Yeah. So do they have to they have to take it off enough around the actual mm-hmm. mold to make sure they've got it like an edge, right? So they stop getting right. so the cells haven't spread. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how big are these holes in your back? Are they gigantic? They're not no, they're not. They're not huge. They're not huge by any means, I would estimate I don't know, like a nickel size of a Can nickel. Can we see them if we look at your back? Uh no, they're all covered up by oh. I think I have one. Covered up by clothes. Yeah. Okay. What about I your tattoos? I have one on my upper back, but... Do they mess up your tattoos at all? Um, no. I've never had... No but also, I'm wondering, because that's because there's so much ink there, they can't really see. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And I've had these for a while, so... so it's but vi- like I said, it's a risk you take. And I was a teenager, and I was like, I don't care. <laughs> so... Are you still going out the Pay for my sun? mistakes. Yeah, with a lot of sunscreen. Okay. <laughs> Michaela, do you like to go out in the sun as well? I do. Yeah. Right. I wear a lot of sunscreen too, though. It's important. Yeah. It is. Because mm-hmm, I can't are... afford a dermatologist. <laughs> <laughs> so you could be riddled with skin cancer right now and not know a thing about it. Yeah, how, you can well, understand Ka- that. Catherine, how do you afford to go to one? Have you got, oh, I actually have got Medicaid. Good Once I went back to school full time, I got on Medicaid. And is that right? They you pay can, for dermatology. What are you studying full time at school? Uh, I started out in speech pathology over the summer and was like, no. And so after a semester of that, I went into uh, counseling, but uh, medical counseling. So working with people who either have acquired or, um, you know, natural disabilities or diseases. So, so working in like hospital medical settings, working in uh, facilities for like folks with in intellectual developmental disability. What's the job exactly? I mean, you're so stu- you're counseling, you're counseling there. Um, 
themselves and their family systems on how to uh, work with whatever particular diagnosis they have in their setting, but trying to put them in the least restrictive community. So also working on things like uh, job placement and maybe accommodations if there's a physical disability, like in the home, altering equipment and materials. Weren't um, you already doing this, though? Weren't you music already therapy profession? is what music I've been therapy. doing for almost seven years. And why would you want to throw that into to um, do this other well, stuff. music therapy is not a growing field in New Orleans. It's a dwindling field since I've been here. Um, and hmm. I really love it, but I also like the opportunity to kind of grow my skills and abilities. And, and these populations are the ones I like to work with the most, so it just made sense to go back and kind hmm. of build on that education. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's really... It's, it's much better than the speech program. <laughs> so what, so you, you're it. hanging out with people who are like in a bad way or suffering sure. or yeah like last families. week I've been spending a lot of time on um, Toro's spinal cord and brain injury unit um, and working on counseling like through disability and resource management there and then psychoed, which is like more about okay you have this new process in your life and adjusting to the limitations you're going to have and then the, the mental health pieces that come with that the emotions and that are and what there. do you like about that is it helping people yeah Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's a major, major. Excuse me, uh, helping profession. Yeah, it must I like be. that. Yeah. It's not depressing being around people who are all messed up and sick and dying. I think for some people it could be, um, but I find a lot of purpose in you know working with a community that needs some assistance. So. Yeah. Any of these people ever have a hangover? You know, it's funny you say that because a lot of the spinal cord injury are people who got their injury when they were very intoxicated. And whether it was an accident, a slip and fall, a car accident, something like that. So, and one of the pieces of, now I'm not doing this yet because, again, I'm still a student and I don't want to, you know, step on any toes by saying, I am this thing. But uh, I have been observing um, where they were doing, like, psychoed groups about, yes, you have this new acquired illness and it's going to make you want to go back to some old habits, but we need to talk about substance abuse rehab. So. That's so important, I think. I didn't know all the details about this program yeah. that you were doing. That's awesome. What do but you guys talk about when you're together mostly? We, we sing a lot. We sing a lot. We just break into song with everything. <laughs> it's like a musical. It's weird. Yeah. But, you know, you get to the doctor and you get your diagnosis and you're like, okay, well, here are your medicines. Good luck. And then you don't really have a way to train. Like, because whenever something like that happens, I assume right. you're not ready for it. You know, if it's no. something like a drunken accident where you hurt your, you know, your spine. Mm -hmm. And then it's important to have people to like kind of ease you into, okay, this is what's going to happen next in your life for a while. Right. I think that's So awesome. that's what you're doing. Yeah. And who's paying for all these people who get drunk and have an accident and then? Um, insurance. And, uh, you know, um, Toro is the only hospital in the state that will take someone regardless of insurance and they have a dedicated spinal cord brain injury um, unit. So, but while they're there, if you're uninsured, then they get you applied in on Medicaid. It's a pretty expensive... Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, and that's why you only get a month in an inpatient setting, which is not enough to so you have get any kind of rehabilitation. Cord or neurological injury, and you get one month. Yeah. And then what happens to you? And then you go into outpatient treatment, which hopefully you can get at least six months of, depending on your insurer. Some people less, some people more in the severity, and you'll go daily to things like physical therapy and occupational therapy. Yeah, not but what happens, speech, but yeah. what happens when the month is up? They tell you to go home when you get discharged. Brain yeah, it's something. It's been a have really a support system that narrows something. Exactly. Yeah. The biggest issue is you have a lot of people coming in with no support system. Right. Um, and it's been interesting to learn of situations too where folks maybe thought they had someone in place and then in times of need, maybe they did someone dirty and that person is not coming through for them. 
and it's a major emotional check. Right. You know, like, Could how did you it. spend your life? So. so people get revenge on each other by not helping out Basically, their partner yeah. once they've had a spinal or brain injury. That and sure would be a good way to get back at somebody. Yeah, you're at their mercy, so you yeah. can just like poke them with forks. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're right. I mean, you're totally right. Good luck with your brain injury. Yeah, and for people who don't have a, you know, a home that they're able to return to or financial ability to like be in a nicer rehab setting for a longer amount of time, they end up going in nursing homes, like 18-year-olds going in nursing homes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit yeah. of a cautionary tale then. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank God we have hangover I know what which is the only <laughs> all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. Did wow. you know about this, Ross? I didn't know. Is that something well, you take before or after? Uh, I think you can take it before, <laughs> during, and after drinking alcohol. You can, in fact, oh, go even to, during. Yeah, you can go to the website hdestroyer.com and find out more about it. You can also write the words happy hour in their coupon code, and you can get 30% off of Hangover Destroyer. Oh, so you do can see the dawn. It's a natural cinnamon flavor. It's a natural cinnamon flavor. You can have that, Michaela. Thank I'd love you. To, you have a special sachet. I was, what's the word for it? <laughs> What? What's, what? What would that container be called? Oh, I don't know. A Sachet? packet? A pouch? Pack. Pack. I don't know. Do you think Pack. it's ironic that it says, please drink responsibly? <laughs> well, they say that on everything now. I think they have to put that. <laughs> it's true. on beer cans and right. water bottles. Everything. Darla, would you like one, too? Kind of. Are you, that might come in handy. Are later. you likely to drink to the point of having a hangover? I am <laughs> always likely to drink. Well, help yourself <laughs> to any as much hangover destroyer as you like. I will take one person. Also, while I'm telling you about our sponsors, we have two more to tell you about. Basics Swim and Gym is the place where you can get a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout, and yoga clothes with style. You can get a bikini, a one-piece, a cover-up. Hey, what about a cup? That would help you save you getting skin cancer. I know. This is You're true. right. If you'd That's been to Basics Swim and Gym on Magazine Street, Get a right cover down up. from Jefferson Avenue, you could have got a cover up and prevented that skin cancer, Catherine. It was my teen years, teen man. Years. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, like it's been open for years 19 ago. years. You could have gone there any day. Oh, damn. Did you, did you go up here? No. Where mm-hmm. were I've you? lived here for nine years. I grew up in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania? I didn't mm. even know it was sunny there. Oh, you have a tanning bed. <laughs> yeah, I went to That's what did it. <laughs> yeah. That's probably what fucked that, you up. No, that, that was what it was. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure of it. So that's just like lying right. Under the sun, yes. basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I really want to look it's like worse J-Lo. Than the sun. Okay. Dala, are you from here, Dal? <laughs> I am. From what part of the city? I grew up uptown, uh, not far from here, actually, right on Robert Street. And That's very close to here. Went to Lake Castle. Went to what? You're very Lake very Castle, quiet. middle Castle. school, Ursuline and Noka. Where's Lake Castle? Um, it's out in the east, New Orleans actually. East. Yeah, my daughter went there. She it did? ruined mm-hmm. my life. You should take your daughter out of there. Well, she <laughs> went there for two years, and then she was out. Yeah. yeah. Did it ruin her life? Is it? Uh, her life is actually pretty good, so I would have right. to say that she's... I would basically more chance of you ruining her life than education. Yeah, being, exactly. You know, your father being Satan would be <laughs> yeah. a little hard to live And she's in the haunted house and everything, yeah. She regrets she all of it. How old is she now? She's 27 now. Is she really? Yeah. Oh she's got a seven-year-old son. You're a granddad. Granddad oh, Satan. Grandpa Satan. Grandpa <laughs> Satan. I have to write that down as well. I'm going to forget that as well. So, Dala, you really think you got fucked up completely by that school? Have you Absolutely. got over it or is it you still messed up from it? Um, every now and then I catch myself where I'm like, why am I making this choice? Is it because of this experience I had when I was a young adult or do I actually have this opinion? And what sort of thing are you talking about? Like, uh, the school is very. Voting Republican or something? No. Um, what sort of a decision are you making? Was very uh, anti women and anti creativity. Mm. Um, boys and girls got separated at PE. 
uh, under the guise of like the girls couldn't play with the boys because girls have organs that could be damaged for reproductive purposes. It, it was extreme. Like, Do they? It was extreme. How yeah. could you damage a uterus? I mean, the same way you can damage your dick. <laughs> uh, well, I can think of a number of ways you could damage your dick, actually, but in PE. Cardor. Mm, knife. <laughs> knife. Yeah. I'm not sure how you could do hit, hurt your uterus. What was their thinking? What sort of a school was this? Like a religious? It was actually just a private school. Uh, not, not religious. Not religious. At all. Private school. They and did it's still have there. Catholic classes. Yeah, I think so. Oh yeah. My yeah. my older sister went there. That school's been around for decades. Well, what made your parents decide they wanted to send you there from all the way uptown? You could have gone to any other private schools and got messed up. You could have gone to McGee. I love this new McGee slogan I've seen on the streets, by the way. Have you seen this? What is it? It says, she's worth it. What? I don't understand. She's worth it. She's worth what? Slogan? To go to McGee? That's the name of... That's like a makeup line. She's... <laughs> <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Right, Wasn't yeah. that like L'Oreal or something? Yeah. Because oh you're God, worth you're it. Right. Yeah. Because you're worth wow. it. Wow. She's worth it, I assume, weird. means wow. that it costs $20,000 a year to go to McGee or something. But you might as well stump up the money because she's worth it. She's worth twenty thousand dollars a year. He's not worth it. It seems right. to me, it seems to me to be like a pretty unfortunate slogan that you know. Well, yeah, and they're saying dr- if you can't afford it, your kid yeah. isn't worth it. Like, right. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> exactly. That's precisely what I'm thinking. It's, well, it's very strange. It's all over it's the place. It's probably not. Yeah. So, have you been in therapy or anything, Tyler, to try and get I'm over? Totally. I spent years in therapy. You did. How many years at the school did you go to? I went from kindergarten through eighth grade, so I completed a long thing. time. Oh, so they had a long I, time to I you. begged my mom to pull me out of it every day for years. Well, what made her want to send you in? Was it your sister, you said? I couldn't answer that. I, I don't know. You never thought why she made you go there and not? Why wouldn't she have sent you to McGee's or to mm-hmm. Newman or some other place mm-hmm. around here? I begged. I begged constantly well, to get pulled out. Can we call her up? Is she still home? No, I don't think this is the right time. It's not the right for format. But you did eventually go to NOCA? Yes, um, I went to Noka in high school. I studied uh, visual arts. Oh, cool, very cool. And then you became a performance artist, in fact. Yes. Can you still paint? Oh, you, well, you still make clothes. You got, you're extremely talented, apparently. Multifaceted. Right, so you can get completely screwed up by this Lake Castle school. Um, part of me values the experience that I had because I feel like it's given me a lot of insight into how other people think and how other people live and how society expects someone to behave. And the other part of me is like, man, I could have just fucking skipped that whole lesson. It would have saved me a lot of time and a lot of stress and a lot of tears. So you hated every single day of school? Absolutely. God, that's a terrible thing to do to a kid, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I'm surprised you're still talking to your mom. Um, well, <laughs> we're, getting, we're going deep here, buddy. We are we're going deep. real sentimental. You know, my mom and I had a really rocky relationship up until a few years ago, actually, when I started doing burlesque. Um, ah, she, was, she was very anti me participating in it at all. And mm-hmm. I was very quick to say, well... Too bad, that's what I'm going to do. She was afraid you were going to hurt your female parts. I uh, <laughs> possible. Yeah. No, but I think she um, had a quick realization that I had been so independent for so long that I didn't really need anyone. Or her approval. And it was going to be right. her anyway. choice to be a part right. of my life. And part of that choice was accepting what I wanted to do with my life and what I wanted to be. Is any part of your decision to become a burlesque dancer 
a form of retribution or getting back at your mom for no for no i wouldn't it? say that at all um i've always been kind of fascinated with exotic dance i remember being yay high and seeing Dudevantes in the martini glass and being like i want to be that when i grow up hmm. so from very young age i'd always been super fascinated in exotic dance and sex industry and, and all the stuff that goes with it. You think it's, is it, I mean, it's the second time you said that, is it really related to the sex industry? Absolutely. Wholeheartedly, I, I would say yes. there would be some burlesque dancers who would be quick to say, like, don't say that. Oh, there, there definitely are, and I would be quick to say that they are mistaken severely. Mm. The, the entire history of burlesque stems into the birth of the sex industry. Well, when, you, when you say sex industry, automatically, I, I guess you think... Most people think prostitution. prostitution. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there, you know, there's so many different tiers of sex industry. You know, I would say prostitution would be the highest that you could get. There's not really any more you can do after that. Um, following like being that... CEO. Basically, yeah. There, There is a thing that uh, another burlesque dancer has coined as the hierarchy. Oh, the hierarchy. Yes. I like that. Man, that's excellent. I'm writing that down as well. <laughs> You've got some good ones. It's hard to spell hierarchy, actually. Like W H O R E, and then where the H sounds off, you start going into hierarchy. So it would be W H O R E dash A C H. Why that looks like hierarchy. Yeah, I don't think you're doing it after the R. That's after a long night. Or W H O R E. So there'd be no E. It's just hierarchy. Oh, yeah, okay. There's no E and there's no hyphen. Horaki. Yes. That's so a great term. Who made that up? Prostitution would be at the very top of the pyramid, and then burlesque would be at the very, very bottom. Right. Where would porn be? Like right underneath prostitution. Probably like prostitution, dom work, and then maybe pornography, because there's no actual like contact with a client. And then you'd go down into like club stripping and then burlesque and... Things mm. adjacent. Mm. Okay, so you're at the very bottom of the, the very sex bottom. industry. Yep. Of, of the hierarchy. Yep. Of the hierarchy. That's yeah. great. I love that word. And now. also, don't forget about Louisiana Legs, everybody. Louisiana Legs sell workout <laughs> and like yoga clothes <laughs> designed from photography by our photographer, Alison Moon. Alison's designs incorporate photos from Mardi Gras beads and boiled crawfish to wrought iron in France and caves in China. You can check out some on Facebook and Instagram at Louisiana Legs, and they're available for purchase on Etsy, where the words Louisiana Legs is one word. It's like horaki, <laughs> but it's Louisiana Legs. Check it out. Alison, thank you for writing that out by hand for me. I could almost read it. It's pretty, pretty good. So now, well, this is the next thing we have to do is hear some music. Oh, should we do it? So yeah. first of all, just tell us a little bit about what's going on. The reason that you two are here together is because you both have new records coming out. Yes, we're a package deal like today. Like this, this week. You're both all week. Oh, yeah, all week. Now, were you, were you planning these two records to come out at the same time all along, or is this just no serendipity? Yeah. Uh, we, we play together a lot, and we enjoy it. And so I remember asking if you'd um, play during my release show, and I think mm-hmm. you asked the same, and then we just kind of stopped talking about it. We hadn't planned anything yet. And then uh, we ran into each other at Wednesdays at the square, and we were both like, oh, I'm thinking of doing October. And you were like, oh, I'm doing mine in October. And I was like, oh, my God, how are we going to get everyone to come to both of them? what venue did you get? And I was like, gasa, gasa. you're like, that's where I want to go. <laughs> Why don't we just do it together? <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of serendipitous. Um, and are you playing on each other's records? No. no. Not at all. No. no. 
So that should be the next. We yeah. have a duets album. Oh my god! So it's pretty unbelievable. We've been told a lot that we should do something like that. Really? So, yeah. Do you have a lot in common musically? Because well, what you have in co- so. musically in common is that I can't find either of these records on the internet anywhere. They're not out yet. They're no. not released. I thought maybe somebody would let me listen to something. Wouldn't you have thought, Ross? Well, what are you doing we have Sunday? Some single. Yeah, there well, we go. Sunday I can come, but I thought before the show I could listen, so I can say, you know what? These two records are really awesome. Have you had but any singles? But no one out sent yet? me anything from the album. I've released one single. You have. Grand. I did not see it. <laughs> it's on SoundCloud and Bandcamp I and Facebook. I couldn't find it on SoundCloud. What's it called? It's called I'm Still Here. I'm Still Here. Mm-hmm. I, th- I did see that. I thought that was your old song. Uh, it's off the new album. I've never recorded it before. But I've, heard I've played you it sing before. It. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. That's where mm-hmm. I went wrong. I thought that was on your last yes. record. Oh, I, I, I've heard you play it. That is a nice song. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. So that's, that's your the first one we're doing single. today. Yeah. You're doing it today? Yeah. Well, let's do yeah. it then. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What are you doing then, Catherine? Are you just singing along? Yeah. We, we've worked some of the songs that we do on our own repertoire into duets, and then we just have some songs that we've always done as duets. So. Okay. And then oh, do we ha- do we have any music from Christ and Virgin to listen to? Rock, did you find anything? <laughs> Don't ruin it. Yeah, I found. You found, found some Christ YouTube. and Virgin. Yeah, oh, yeah. Christ and Virgin. Oh. Okay, well oh let's God. check that out oh, afterwards. Yeah. But first, we're going to listen to "I'm Still Here," I guess my which is a Michaela Braun song. How do we do that? Wow. How do we figure this out actually, headphones. without headphones? Uh, we can hear each other. Can you hear okay over the Michaela? Yeah, I can hear it. Okay. I'll just, you know, we'll see what happens. All right, Looking back, although 
Indeed. Okay. How would you excellent. think, Ross? What I'm, I'm, it was excellent. Very What's your review? Uh, it, it just solidifies my opinion that Christ Inversion should not be played on this show whatsoever. <laughs> you don't think that. Christ Inversion can it's follow not, that? No. That was a beautiful piece of music. Thank you. And singing from both of you. Oh, thanks. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. How did it go for you two? Was it come out how you? Yeah, yeah. we've done that song quite it? a bit lately. Have so. you been doing the Have you been doing the rounds around town? Mm-hmm. Radio we were stations in WWL yesterday morning. It was uh, yesterday on TV. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And when we leave here, we're going to go to WGNO tonight, and that'll air tomorrow. WGNO. On News with a Twist. News with a Twist. That's good. And you were on OZ this afternoon. Yeah, that was kind of impromptu. I'm at OZ every Wednesday doing production stuff, and oh, and cool. Derek Freeman uh, hosts the New Orleans Music Show. Mm-hmm. And and you were in with Cole a couple weeks couple ago weeks for the ago, yeah. mental health benefit, and uh, left a show poster. So last week he was like, "What is this? Why don't I have it?" And I was like, "No one." <laughs> It. He was like, "We'll bring it next week." So I, I brought it today, and he was like, thing. "Come talk about it." I was like, "Oh, okay." So that's good. So you're getting the word out. Yeah. yeah so the certainly. show is at Gasa Gasa on Ferret Street, just down yes. the street from, yeah, from here. Yeah. And on what night are we talking about? Sunday. Sunday, October. And it's a Saints bye week, Sunday. so we don't want to hear that shit ah, about right. there's a game. Yeah, I don't know what else and anyone's going to be hear doing. like, I'm tired because you would be out if it were for the game. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's true. That's a good point. That's this Sunday, October the Sunday, 8th, yeah. 2017, if you mm-hmm. listen to this after. <laughs> Sunday, October the 8th, 2017, you've missed it. Yes. But if you yes. listen to it before, it starts pretty early, like at it's 7 or one. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, doors are at 7, and then okay. my group starts at 8, and then Catherine group starts at 9, and then we're doing a little... Duet set at the end. Okay, yeah. cool. And your cool. band is the Crooked Vines. No, no, no. no. This is Crooked different, Vines. actually. This is not yep. Michaela Brown and the Crooked Vines. Um, Who is this? This is Michaela Brown's quartet. It's my original stuff. It's so pronounced Brown. 
Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I never knew that after all these years. I think you did. I did. Yeah. I forgot that. <laughs> it's okay, that. though. It's, it's really not a big deal. I've gone through this B- my whole life. R A U N. It's German. You're looking for this online anyway. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm very German by yeah. like history. So there you go. Maybe that's where. A- yeah. Ava. <laughs> Any relation to Ava? No, but my actually weird fact: my great grandmother's name was Ava Brown. All right. There you go. I thought so. she pronounced it Braun, but maybe... <laughs> oh, well, p- probably. It looks like it's spelled the same. <laughs> it is certainly yeah. spelled the same. Isn't it? Uh, what about the people who make the coffee makers and all that sort of thing? How I wish I were related to How them. do they I pronounce mean, I love, it? I love my family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that pronounced Braun, though? I think that is, yeah. yeah. But maybe they're not German. I don't know. I have no idea. It's, it's but it's pronounced brown in brown. real German. Yeah, I'm sorry for if that okay. offended anyone who's German. But that's it has what, the... What, bad pronunciation? Yes. Um, but it has the like little, what do you call it in speech? I don't know. Catherine, you will have to know the answer. Uh, <laughs> Not <that>. anymore. No, <laughs> only for one semester. Well, so. that's an R that's got a sort of a German sound. Yeah, to yeah, it. yeah. But it's actually okay. the word brown in German. Okay. So who's playing behind you then at Gasa Gasa on Sunday, October the 8th at 7 p.m.? So uh, I have Sam Friend on bass, who just recently moved to Nashville with his band Stoop Kids. Um, and then I have Jeff Janai, who plays with Cole, Cole Williams and The Quickening and a lot of bands in oh, town. Wow. Okay. And Steve Panacek, who's actually also in Catherine's <laughs> band. Um, sure. Yeah. Does, he, <laughs> does he get paid twice, or can you yeah, get him both get, get him for the same? Twice. All right. That'd be a great day for him. <laughs> okay, he's having a good night. Yeah. So why are you not using your regular band? What happened with that? Well, this it's not my regular. regular band. This is this my is regular band. The crooked The crooked vines is a project I'm a part of. So this is my music. So I, you and don't we, take your songs to the crooked vines and end up. Um, well, Man, we write collaboratively. Cool. There are certain oh. songs that I feel would fit better with the Crooked Vines. So we're releasing an album soon, too, in November. And uh, three mm. of the songs in the album are mine okay. that I wrote. Actually, um, actually, the last time I was here, James and I were here, and we played one of the songs. That's not one of the ones that I wrote, but okay. it was the last time I used this. So does this happen in other cities? Because here it seems to be pretty common where people are in multiple bands yeah. and they're doing... Yeah. I had my band for a long social set back in the day, and yeah. I was still singing with gravy flavor. You were playing and saxophone music. back in those days. That was sa- Sage. Oh, that was Sage, Sage not right, you. Right, right, right. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. No guitar. Do you look similar, or is it just no? My we fault? don't look similar at all. at all. This happened last time too. <laughs> <that's> okay. <laughs> uh, but she actually is playing with me on Sunday too. So okay. Long, oh, so she's in your band as well. So yeah, what's for the you, evening. Catherine, what's your band called? Um, yeah. So we do. I have Steve Pancheck as well on guitar. Um, and I have a bunch of social set folks. So Joel Zobris is going to be drumming, and Sage will be there doing sax on a few songs. Um, I have a string section. So Jack Kraft from A Sweet Crew will be there, and Harry Harden from Johnny Sketch, and Danielle wow. Rice from Nice. And, um, wow, you got some And then my bass player hits. is Sam Albright. And um, this I have some special guests that I'm not supposed to talk about, so figure it out well they're pretty special already though all these musicians yeah are come out to this yeah it's, yeah, like gonna, gonna it's a big good. to do i don't yeah. know so michaela with her music her original music you mostly play like duo stuff and then some quartet stuff but not usually like in this capacity right it's typically solo stuff actually i right. love to change i've done duo stuff uh here and there mm-hmm. uh, i think the beautiful thing about doing solo work is you can do whatever mm-hmm. you want at what yeah. I like if you decide to go into a different song or take a little piano solo or mm-hmm. whatever you can do whatever you want with a duo you have yeah you can do that you just have to know how to communicate right. it to the people mm-hmm. you're playing with can you do that when you're dancing can you change your mind about something that's going on oh totally um, there's definitely a space for improv burlesque we actually have a show called strip roulette which is on October 13th this month and it will be a benefit for my mom's breast cancer fund um, 
It's super fun. It's an improv show. It's a strip roulette. Strip roulette. It's a competition show. So we take six dancers. We split them up into two teams of three, and we compete each other for bragging rights and prizes. And uh, the catch is, you get two songs that you've never heard, and you get a really obscure prop. So you could get that's "Hit Me cool. Baby One More Time" with the Hulk hands. You never <laughs> really know. I feel like what's that's like happen. whose line is it anyway? Right. Basically, yeah. yeah. Improv It's super it? fun. It's at the Always Lounge, October thirteenth at eleven p.m. That's Friday the thirteenth. Cool. Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. Yes, that's a good night for uh, yeah, House of Shock, I would think, yeah. as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So you can go to the House of Shock. Is there such a thing as an open mic night? for burlesque open mic night can you show up and yes just do so a while back i actually had um an, an open mic night essentially for burlesque it didn't really catch on but there are there is an open mic night at the always lounge on tuesdays every week where you can just show up and pretty much do whatever you want on stage and as a stripper on stage you can burlesque. do whatever you this is want. time for our testicle tassels. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, okay. I really always encourage students and anyone who ever comes to me and says that they want to be a burlesque dancer, like, go to the Tuesday Always Lounge show and get on stage and try it out. And I've, I've done it before, like too, where I just show up okay. and workshop a new number just to get it in well, front of people. You're a professional. Yeah, but not every act is good. Right. Well, okay. Well, much yeah. like, much like I guess, in comedy, practice. you know, comedy, right. they'll get up and do sets, you know, where right. they, you know, don't work on their craft. So mm-hmm. it's a good, it's a good outlet. Mm-hmm. I would totally. imagine. Yeah, not everybody is funny. I mean, you can get up and people think they're funny and they're not. Right. But I it would be great to, to watch burlesque dancers who weren't that good. That would be really funny in itself too, wouldn't it? Well. No comment. Is it? I'm just going to plead the fifth It's almost sad. It's kind of embarrassing for me. Well, I get a, a little embarrassed than we're every just, time. We're just drunk guys. I see bad burlesque. There is a lot of bad burlesque in the world. And every time I see a show, I'm just like, <laughs> I like, feel upset. And like I feel bad for them. And I feel bad for myself being subjected to it. Yeah, well, that's how I feel when I go to a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't, I mean, I'm And sure. then you're mad that you spent $10 on exactly. it. Exactly, mm-hmm. and I have to sit here for an hour and a half and watch this shit. That's why it? you should workshop your numbers at the open mic nights. Go, get See, in front of this people, is a, we need to this is go to classes. Yeah. Ross, you and I got to get rehearsing. I'm ready. Yeah. It drives me terrible. crazy. I'm ready for it, guys. <laughs> how often is this open mic night? It's every Tuesday at the Always Lounge. Every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had dreams about being the Billings dancer, Michaela, or... No, but I actually, I very much enjoy going to burlesque shows. I really like them. You wouldn't want to think about incorporating it into your performance? Maybe. Not me doing it, but I would but certainly. But darling, darling, James sure. can get it, whatever yeah. her real name is. She might tell you her real name if you I won't. write her a check. I would love pyrotechnics and burlesque and everything, oh. lights, oh. movies. Sunday night, now we're talking. we can always add yes. some more. I have a number where I burn my clothes <laughs> off. What? What? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, I never do it, though, because no one ever wants to hire me for it, but it exists. Because of the liability issues? Yeah. Um, yeah. The guys here... The injury, I'm just curious. Nothing. Nothing? Really? No, there's no, like, special gel you can use. There's there's nothing. It's so all just, just like, the risk. clever engineering. Yeah. These, uh, huh. these guys here at Wayfair will totally waive the liability issues if you want to set your clothes no. on fire. <laughs> I don't have the right outfit on. No, not right now, but I mean next week, say. <laughs> this time. So would the clothes be made sort of like flash paper, kind of like a so it goes well, up real quick. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to give away my tricks. 
Because okay. uh, there's only one other person in the country who does this act. Okay. Oh. But so it exi- if you want to have me at the people. House of Shock, yes, we Ross. Can well, then I would get to know your real name because I'd have to write. You have to write the check. Well, you wouldn't have to tell us though. But what about doing that at the House of Shock, Ross? Seriously, you burn off your bikini type? Yeah, I have a whole little uh, costume that I burn away. That would be something I might be interested in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think everybody would be interested in that. Well, what a great act. Shock, I could make a special one just for your show, too. Oh, my God. It's versatile. Oh, do it anyway. How do you actually not burn yourself? Magic. Magic. Is it glue? Stripper <laughs> magic. <laughs> Do you put Vaseline or something Mm-mm. on No, it? Vaseline Whoops. would make it so much worse. worse. Vaseline would catch on fire so fast. Oh, really? That One day you might need yes. a rehab counselor. So <laughs> <laughs> More like being like, I see my future patient 10 years from now. <laughs> uh, you think you've got problems with your skin cancer. <laughs> no. Try setting your bikini on fire. <laughs> so what is it that catches fire? Is it like a top and a bottom? Yes. Um, the one I currently have, I have two. I have a gown and I have a little Fosse style outfit. And um, mm, it's it's really just clever awesome is that? engineering on behalf of me. I remember when I was a kid, there was some sort of a um, like a PSA type thing on television in New Zealand. If it was a, a, a like a it, it featured a child with a like a nightgown getting too close to a heater, and oh, the end of the oh, nightgown went in the heater, and the whole thing yeah. caught on fire, yep, and it yeah. was like a freeze frame with a kids screaming, burning to death. Sounds like those old pot commercials. <laughs> it's, it's kind of similar to that. Is that kind of what you're doing? No, not at all. Nothing similar to that. Mm-mm. No, the only parts that catch on fire are um, a specific sewn-in piece, and the rest of the costume is fire-resistant. Oh. So ah. it just, like, you put the flame against it, and it catches, and it falls off. Wow, so a part of your costume falls off. Well, okay. the, eventually the whole thing. But. Wow. Oh, this is great. Oh, okay, wow. Russell, I, love this, I love the idea. I can work how do we? How do we yeah. get you into yeah, the house of shock? What, what happens? You can write me the budget next year. Uh, next year? We'll oh, we could fit you in this year, couldn't we? Oh, could we? I don't know. I, I will be out of town most oh, of tonight the time. you're going to Minneapolis tonight, mm-hmm. tomorrow morning. Yes, going to Minneapolis tomorrow morning and going to Cincinnati in a couple of weeks. So what happens? You sit on a plane and the guy next to you says, what do you do? Do you tell him I'm in the sex industry? Sometimes I really on try the bottom to... Rung of the you sex. know, sometimes <laughs> it's just not worth explaining to people. Right. And I try to feel out every scenario and That's be like, okay, this person's, this person's cool, so I can talk to them. Or this person is not cool, and I should just tell them I'm a lawyer. <laughs> oh, do you say that? I'm an accountant. That would do it. Do you say that? or Pick do the most boring job. But do you ever? actually say that? Or do I you do not have data to entry. You do? No. <laughs> so what do you say? You find out, you end up telling the truth, you can't help it? Um, you know, I, I try to fill out every scenario because everyone's different. There's been one time I was at the Apple store getting a battery replacement in my MacBook, and the guy next to me was a total douche and was being really rude to the little uh, genius guy. And he leaned over to me and asked me what I did. And I was like, oh, I'm a fellas dancer, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, I'm a huge fan. And it got really Creepy. weird really fast. Creepy. And, yeah. What's, so, what, is it, what is that weird about that, though? Someone saying they're a fan of yours. It was um, the term that he said it, or the way that he said it in, was very uncomfortable. Oh, I see. It's very much like... 
do you want to do private burlesque at my house sort of thing and was not is that a possibility by the way you can hire me for private events yes oh for like a party or something yes so i could hire you at my place Mm -hmm. and you could burn yourself off yeah totally costume off oh now that's pretty attractive okay now now we're getting how much uh, we have to get out of here but thomas if i can just ask one more question how much would that cost me how much did it cost me to have you come over um, and burn your clothes <laughs> off in my house? <laughs> my Not just for me personally, at a party. My flat rate for private event fees minimum is 250 To do anything fire-related starts at 350 That's affordable. I can That's do that. Affordable. I can make that happen. You can do that for oh, us, Ross? I can make that happen. Yeah. Okay. I could bring my machete ladder to the House of Shock. Machete my, ladder? My grinder act. Grinder. I got a whole ton of weird things that would work. Yeah, so you, you, I saw that, I've seen that one where you grind your, like, uh, Mm -hmm. pelvic region with a angle grinder and sparks are flying from between your legs. Pussy magic. Pussy magic. (laughs) There's so many things to write down today. Pussy magic. Another one. You have to be careful what you put on Facebook, though. Have you noticed that? They do tend to close yeah, your I account I get clocked every now and then. We've been shut down a couple of times for putting stuff up on our yeah. Facebook page. I try it's to pretty screen innocent. everyone yeah. who comes through my social media. I'm like, are you going to report do you, me? Well, do you get shut? Oh, but that's what happens is people turn you in. That's how mm-hmm. you get that shut down by Facebook. Totally. They don't, they don't look at it. Someone has to turn you in and say there's a photo of a naked woman on our... All my super naughty stuff is on Patreon. Patreon, that's a good thing to work into the conversation before we get out of here, too. So if we go to patreon.com and we look up Darling Dollar James, I will be find there. You. there's lots of ways to find you. Okay, guys, we've got to get out of here. So Darling Dollar James is, is uh, the person, to, if we look for that, and then we've got something that we haven't mentioned, which is work, W-E-R-K. I have a new You've show. You've waited the last second to bring this I up. I know, I know. I'm just trying to squeeze it all in. I have okay. a new show. It's called Work... It's a drink and drag burlesque happy hour at the Frenchman Hotel. They just opened up a brand new cute little rooftop bar. Happy hour starts at 7 p.m. and it goes on till the end of the night. And our show is 9 o'clock on Saturday, October 14th. 9 o'clock, there's so much stuff going on. 9 o'clock, Saturday, October 14th. And what's on Friday, October the 13th? That was... Friday is my mom's breast cancer benefit. It's strip roulette at the Always That's Lounge. It's strip roulette on the 13th. Holy shit, there's too much stuff to remember here. <laughs> Sunday, October 8th is... Sunday, October the 8th is Gasa yes, Gasa for Catherine Rose Wood and Michaela Bo- Brown. Mm-hmm. Brown. Yeah, yep. Together and individually. Their new albums are called Synapse in Michaela's case and In the Ashes in Catherine's mm-hmm. case and both available wherever music is stolen. Only locally. Yeah, we're releasing it locally on Sunday and then I'm releasing mine nationally on the 10th and then Catherine will be releasing hers on the 17th. Congratulations to both of you. That's exciting news, actually. Okay, and all this information is on our website, itsneworms.com, where you can find out more stuff about Happy and House of Shock is rolling along. Rolling along. All the way through till and including Halloween. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A brand new event, the Wax Museum. Oh, and how often is it open? Every night? Uh, Every weekend, Friday, Saturday, we up until the final week where we throw a Sunday in there and uh, Thursday through Tuesday, which is a Halloween. Okay, and can I just show up or do I need to buy tickets or make a reservation? You can just show up and buy tickets. Okay, so you don't have to make a reservation or or you can buy uh, VIP tickets online as well. Okay, and that's houseofshock.com. What's a VIP ticket with you? Skip the line. Oh, okay. Ah, that's yes. cool. Yes, yes, yes. But the line is not such a bad thing to be in because there's all kinds of stuff going on on the street outside, including your. 
Mugs, yes. your turn is Belial. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Thank God you're here and you're not in the well, hospital and you've recovered. Absolutely. Thank and you. uh, you've got one good kidney at least, or are they both infected? I think they're both infected. Fantastic <laughs> news. Yeah. Okay, thank you all for joining all us. Right. That's half hour for another week. The producer of our show is Graham DePontian. But if you're wondering about these people's names, it's Darling Dale James, Catherine Rosewood, Michaela Brown, and Ross Carpenter from yes, the House of Shots. That's right. Okay. Thank you very much. The producer of our show is Graham DePonte. Our associate producers are Alison Moon and April Stoff. Christian Unruh is our music director. And Jean Valois is our music producer. Thomas Walsh is our technical director. And the person who put this whole thing on Facebook Live today is Asher Griffith. Our fact checker and social media connector is Andrew Searock. Searock. Our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show and you can sit upright for about an hour while drinking alcohol, drop us a line. Our address is on our website, itsneworleans.com. You can also check out many other hours of Happy Hour, as well as some other shows we make around here, including Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace and Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tooker. You can find other great Louisiana podcasts as well at itsacadiana.com and itsbatonrouge.la. You can keep up with us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and a bunch of other times social media as well. On all of it, we're called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Facebook page. These photos were taken today by Alison Moon. If you're listening to the show on your favorite podcast app, thank you for subscribing to us. Take a moment, if you can, to rate and review us. That helps other people find us. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street, Uptown New Orleans, just down from Napoleon Avenue. Happy Hours, a production of I Know Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. Andrew Duhon will be back here next week. In the meantime, he's on the road. You can find him at andrewduhon.com. From everyone around here at the table at Wayfair and back at our office at Iono Broadcasting, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Grant Morris. I'll see you back here next week for more Happy Hour. Okay, girls and boys.